with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Barbie Berg. We have our producer, Nick Galetti. Hello. And we have his beautiful wife, Heidi. Hello. Who just hates when I tell her how attractive she is. <laughs> she just like won't even make eye contact with me. <laughs> true she is she's such a cutie though and she's just you're just so fun and funky i love it <laughs> <laughs> thank you so steve is running late and so nick was like i'm bringing in my wife and i was like heck yeah you are i love that <laughs> so i don't know do we have any updates like we can talk about that with steve too but oh i don't know if we have any updates kids are good kids are good we're doing our 22nd wedding anniversary <gasps> trip to new orleans Ooh, which was where we honeymooned is it really? Yep. Yeah. When's your anniversary? May 5th. Okay. That's awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. We're we're very much looking forward to it. Yeah. How long are you going to be there? A week. A week? Really? Yeah. We're not going on our anniversary, though. Mm-hmm. Are you in New out. Orleans the whole time? Well, we may take a day trip around the state. Yeah. It's where I served my mission, so Oh, I've, that's right. I've got places that I could we could go. She's a big fan of uh is it Steel Magnolias? <gasps> yes. That I took do. place I love in love Steel Magnolias. In Did it really? In Louisiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like the ha- are the houses still there and stuff where they filmed? Oh yeah. Shut up. And the park and I kind of would love to come dressed in a bunny suit and ride away on I was a just going to say I was like, please tell me you're getting pictures and make him be in a bunny suit or something. Maybe. I could I could be motivated. <laughs> we'll see if they have a rental shop in town. That makes me really happy. I love that. If you if you look up look up the town on a map, it looks like Natchitoches. Okay. But it's pronounced Nakadish. Nakadish. So, so if you wanted to look it up, it's okay. it's really it's a gorgeous town. And if you see it around Christmas time, you'll want to go there at least one Christmas. Really? It's amazing. See, because I've only been in New Orleans the one time, and it was only for a day. And it was like everything smelled like pee, and it was just a weird experience. And so I was like, eh, do I care? But now I'm like, ooh, I'd rather like go explore. Oh, there's lots of places beyond yeah. the French Quarter, the urine-smelling French Quarter. That's where we were. We were on Bourbon Street and everything, and I was like, why am I uh, here? And that's that's really <laughs> the most toilety street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but... But in in many ways, yeah. There's actually very. There's some really beautiful parts of the French Quarter that don't smell. Yeah, um, the Garden District is my the Garden District. Really, gorgeous. yeah, it's beautiful. Ooh. Anyway, we I don't bet have they have good walking too tours too. Mm-hmm. They do. It, I, New Orleans doesn't have a history of being um, crime free, and oh, walking sure. tours, you, yeah. you know, you, are a little less popular. But they're the ones that have the streetcars oh, that you yeah. can take, and and those are some fun tours. They have a lot of ghost and haunted stuff tours. They have fabulous ghost tours from people that have told me. She she went. You have to tell the story about the vampire museum. Oh, the okay. So there's a vampire shop and museum there, and I went in thinking I'll get stuff for my teenagers because what teenager doesn't like vampires? Sure. And I was looking through, and I saw these wine bottles that had labels on them that were, you know, such and such vampire caught on this date. And, a wine bottle. Yeah. You know, and, and the story of how they were caught on it. And I went up to the lady at the at the counter and I said, I love these. Can you make one that has my daughter's birthday? Uh-huh. And she goes, that's when they were caught. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. Can you make it yeah. with the my daughter's birthday? And she goes, no. That was when that vampire was caught. And I'm and I'm still not catching. Sure. Right? Because I'm thinking 
nobody thinks this is real. Yeah, this is not real. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just, it can, can you call the company and see if yeah. they can personalize it? And she's like, no, those are when vampires were caught. Now, if you'll excuse me, there are other people to help. No. And I was just like, oh, I have totally offended her. <laughs> so that was the name of the vampire that was caught in the bottle. Yeah. So like what was like in history. the bottle? It was history. That's yeah. what, it, what you were capturing, right? So you yeah. can't just make that up. Well, and it's their essence, right? It's their yeah. They, there was some kind of thing of you would you would you would pour the wine. Like the whole story with it was they would pour the wine in the cup, and then as they started to drink it, they would light a you know like the uh, candles that you find in a Catholic church. And okay, the, and you it would soak their the vampire's essence into the bottle, and in the bottom of the bottle there was like a little bit of ash that you could see. And her whole thing was, you know, she was or on there. There's signs everywhere. Please don't break these. You don't want to set a vampire no. free. And <laughs> I was just like, man, I want to buy one and drop it really bad. Really bad. <laughs> Real bad. <laughs> but I'm not going to because I've already offended her. And yeah. Okay. I was worried that she was going to be like, here's his blood in the <laughs> bottle or something. I was getting a little concerned. But... Heidi, I feel like you and I need to hang out more because we both like these weird oddity things. <laughs> that is one of my things. Like when people are like, what's your hobbies? What do you do? And I'm like, how do I tell people like, I love oddity shops. I love any weird roadside attraction and any photo op you can give me like world's biggest ball of yarn. Heck yes, I am there uh -huh. in a heartbeat. So yeah. Like, my dream is to someday have a motorhome and go with my husband across the United States and stop at every weird roadside thing. Oh, I love that idea. Right? That's how I want to retire. That would be so much fun. That's that's the dream. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, so when you get married, and if he doesn't want to, we'll retire exactly. together. Exactly. <laughs> and just be like, we'll fly our husbands down sometime. <laughs> You can meet us in different know. cities. This assumption that I don't want to go is a little weird. <laughs> I've been on road trips with you. <laughs> I, I don't like driving, but I don't mind being a passenger. Oh, I'll drive. I prefer driving. Mm -hmm. I love to drive. She prefers driving on long trips, too, because yep. I get aggressive. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I don't have a whole lot of patience for idiots on the road. It's, <laughs> it's one of my weaknesses. I'm working on it. <laughs> I just, I love when I can connect with people that get my weird side that I'm like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> like one of my favorite places in the world was Groundhog Land in Kansas. It's oh not there goodness. anymore. Or Groundhog World. I can't remember what it was called. It was like a roadside attraction that they had groundhogs and all these wow. things. And it, I just loved it. I love the weird stuff. So. So now we know one way to, uh. Have Barbie feel loved. Oh, for real. Take her on a date to a roadside attraction. Oh my gosh. There is a, an app called Roadside America and Atlas Obscura. That's another good one. And it will show you on a map. You can plan your whole trip of like all these weird random things. If someone ever did that for me, I would probably propose to them. Like it would be <laughs> wow, ridiculous. Wow, you heard it here first. She doesn't even <laughs> want to ask him out on a date, but she will propose to them. I'll be like, <laughs> we must get married now. <laughs> <laughs> you not only tolerate this side of me, you like this side of me. That's <laughs> you great. You encourage it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I there love it. That makes me really happy. Okay, well, I guess we can talk about dating stuff. Whatever. That was kind of dating stuff. I got there. You know, yeah. happily married people. Yeah. 
my longest relationship was three months. So no, three months. It's been longer than three months. No. Come on. You've said you've dated someone longer than that. I dated the guy in Colorado off and on for a year. Okay. But I don't know how much that counts because we broke up like twice a week. All right. Oh, it was. You know, I hate the word toxic because I know it's thrown around and it's such a buzzword now. No, that was that was a toxic relationship. Noted. Yeah, there you go. All right. There's lots of words that I hate that are buzzwords, like journey. I hate the word journey. Paradigm. She hates hates paradigm. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. It's kind of pretentious. It is so pretentious. Yeah. Pretentious is pretentious. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I just hate the word journey because the one I saw something funny once that it was like, you're not on a journey, Deborah. You're selling leggings on Facebook. Because it was like, <laughs> follow me on my journey. You're not on a journey. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So we have all these options. Well, Steve is on his way at some point. He will be here in a bit. He got caught up a little bit. Um, he just barely got back into town on Sunday. So uh, let's see. So we have a few different options, but we decided that we are going to do what I'm calling understanding how people are motivated and feel loved. There is a reason behind this. Barbie has come up with her own theory. Oh, boy. Patent pending. <laughs> trademark. Patent pending. Trademarked. I'm going to write a book on it. No, I won't. I have ADD. I'll get a chapter done. Go, go on. Your, <laughs> let's see what your journey starts at. My journey is. <laughs> so because I have realized something that I think people are motivated or feel loved, but we'll come to that. Let's say motivated in one of two ways. I have found the one way, which tends to be very male specific, but not always, is almost aggressive and almost like, I hate to say demeaning, but think of like a high school basketball coach or your sporting coach. And they're not giving you snuggles. They're not doing these things. They're like, get your butt up and do better, do better. And I have seen because my sister's family is just all sports all the time. And the boys, especially, like, they really did thrive when they had a coach because they wanted his approval. They wanted his, not recognition, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that that's actually kind of the way that, you know, they kind of are motivated for everything in life. Like, they do a little bit better with that rather than, not saying they don't need love, because obviously they do. Like, they do need that feminine love in their life. But... For the majority of them, they do better with this more, and I'm trying to think of a term. I hate to say aggressive. Aggressive is not what I want. A challenge, maybe. Maybe challenging. Yeah, maybe they like to be challenged. Okay. Because it's kind of like how some guys need to be the pursuer. The vast majority of guys I found need to be the pursuer. It's a very subconscious thing. And if they're not, you know, it's kind of like the theory that Lauren had. I don't know if I ever told you this. Because she was like, girls are making it too easy for guys Like, they're setting up dates. They're planning everything in advance. Like, everything through the whole relationship. And the guys aren't having to lift a finger. And then the guys aren't committing. And they're not doing these things. And it's just kind of a problem. And she's like, it's kind of like, think of a lion. That if a a zebra just comes and lays in front of them and is like, I am yours for a meal. Take me. I am this. He'd be like, what is wrong with that zebra? I am not touching that zebra. There is something wrong with it. Where... If he sees a healthy zebra that he has to pursue, that's what he wants. So I know I'm all over the place I with think my I analogies. I remember you making that analogy yeah. at one point. Sorry, I need a drink of my Coke. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I so so the point here is that this is type one type. One or are you type. saying that this is the masculine type? No, I'm just saying it's one type because I know some women that are very motivated by this as well. Okay. I do find that they're more athletic. So maybe that's I don't know if that's a thing. 
as someone who is not athletic, literally in any way. So then the other side is people like me, we get like the way to completely unmotivate us is to treat us in the challenging way. Like you suck. You're not good at this. Why aren't you doing this? Or you'd be so much better if you kind of thing shuts us off. We completely shut down. I was talking to a couple of friends about it today and they're like, oh, that's exactly who I am. I will shut down and I'll probably cry. Like it's just not how to motivate us. But the way that we are motivated is basically love us for exactly who we are right now and watch us bloom and watch us blossom. Not being like, you really like, oh, you'd be so much happier if you were skinny. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know I'd feel better. If I was skinnier, like it's, it's more patronizing. It's those things. So in my brain, I think there is a theory that there, most people are one of two things. Okay. Thoughts. Heidi, which one are you of the two? I think I know, but. It really depends. I, I, I see aspects of both in my personality sometimes. I say for most things, I would say I'm closer to you, Barbie, sure. where it's the don't don't couch my need for improvement as a weakness or something, because then I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to work. But I'm also the personality type that if I hear somebody say something, it, but this is the difference. It can't be directed to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I hear somebody say something isn't possible, I want to do it. Sure. And prove them wrong. Sure. Um, but not, I don't, you know, if, if my husband were to come to me and be like, it's impossible for you to be kind to me, I wouldn't be like, let me prove you wrong. I'd be like, let me prove you right right now. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I, I think I only like a challenge when I have chosen the challenge, not when someone gives it to me. Ooh, that is well put because I'm the same way. I would say I am the same way. But if you're giving me a challenge, absolutely not. Yeah. So like a company I used to work for before this line that I have, their sales technique was very, they wanted you to set sales goals that were basically unrealistic. And they thought they were like, this is going to motivate you to do better. Where I do better of setting a realistic sales goal And then I get motivated by passing it and being Mm -hmm. like, check that out. And so I was thinking about that as well. And I was like, well, not that it's the same way in relationships, but I was thinking about this because most people, I'm just going to say, quote, quote, most people are one of the two or they fluctuate a little bit. But it's not that you need to be with someone that is motivated the same way as you. You need to understand how they are motivated rather than trying to turn them into or motivate them the way that you are, which I feel like every most guys that I've dated in the past have all been very challenge motivated and they consistently are trying to turn me into a challenge motivated person. And it's like, that's that's not how that's going to be. And I'm not trying to change you into a love bug person. I don't know what we want to call the other one. But I was just thinking about that, that I'm like, you can have successful relationships. In fact, I think probably people that are opposite do better together. But you have to understand what the other person needs to feel loved and to feel motivated. Hmm. 
because as much as I don't love the, oh, what's your love language? Because people, again, use it too much as a, like, this is my get out of jail free card. I'm a jerk because I'm this way or whatever. But I'm very much a words of affirmation person. If you give me praise, I will, it motivates me instantly. Instantly. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do even better for you. So, but that's how I feel loved. So I'm curious about that last bit Mm -hmm. where you just said, give me words of affirmation, but you're not the motivator kind or the motivated, you know, coach type. Mm -hmm. Do you see this coach type as being an inherently negative, like you're doing this wrong, you suck? And or do you can you be a coach type that's you're awesome, you're amazing, let's do more of that and let's, you know kind of a positive coach to me because i'm the opposite way i view the the challenging one as a negative but people that are motivated by it they do not view it as a negative at all does that make sense in the context of what you're trying to explain Mm -hmm. yes i'm I'm just curious if you feel that that more motivated coach Mm -hmm. type can be words of affirmation and you did this awesome and let's i think so Okay. Maybe not. They're not going to change their mindset 100%. But I think if you love and care about the person that you are going to go, okay, this doesn't work for them, but this does. And if I do this for them, I know they're going to help change their mindset when it comes to loving me, which is what I think relationships are is a give and take. Okay. I don't know. Am I crazy? No, but I, well, it's, that's a it's whole funny. Other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know I, too many people. In this room, that would pass that test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the not crazy. Yeah, well, the thing That's is, great. Is I, I, I find myself kind of wanting to answer like, if which type am I? I think I'm the type of person that have certain parts of my life that I can take a style better than others. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are some times where. I will be sitting through something, let's call it spiritual, Mm -hmm. some type of religious messaging or whatever, where I feel like it calls me out. Like, this is what you are doing wrong. Yeah. And I can be motivated by that. Now, I don't mean it in the coach sense, but it's, there is something there that's like, wow, I, that's an area I can improve. It's, Mm -hmm. it, it feels there's something in the clarity of it that makes me go, I can do that. I now know I have clarity of what I can do to fix. And so I can go after it. Whereas if I'm left alone to just blossom in certain aspects, mm-hmm. I think that sometimes I find myself in the in the headspace of I think I'm doing better. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I would really like somebody to check in with me and say, Yeah, you're th- this is better or whatever. Yeah. And and so I I think there's sometimes a sense that I guess I would lean a little bit more to- towards this external coach type person um, or influence simply for the fact that if I know that person loves me and wants the best for me, mm-hmm. then what they're going to suggest is genuinely something that I can do to be a better person, even in that relationship or just in life. Mm-hmm. And so for for me, I, I think I lean more towards that i don't know heidi i i'm 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 demonstrating this right now going heidi is that right is that how you see <laughs> is that how you see me um but yeah I, I don't know but that then again there might be other things in my life where i'm just like don't 
don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't tell me like, and, and part of it is, is I, I think there's a sense of love and respect for the source of, of who's giving you the information. Mm-hmm. Like if I was to eat someone's food and be like, that was not very good. And then they come back and say, when you cook this thing, maybe you ought to try this. I'd be like, whoa, no, <laughs> do not go there. Yep. So I think part of it is, in, in at least in a relationship setting, because I love my spouse, when she is that coach or here's some things that could help, you know, be improved on or whatever, I, th- that doesn't make me hide. It doesn't make me any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to accommodate the thing that she felt would help make our lives and relationship better because I trust her to not do it as a manipulation or a control grab or anything like that. Now, I I know that not all relationships are built that way, but Mm -hmm. that's sometimes how I've viewed our relationship. That's a head nod. (laughs) I was trying to think what to say. I just (laughs) didn't have anything coming into my head. I will agree that you do very well with uh, constructive criticisms. I guess is the nicest way to put it, or suggestions for change. I am the opposite. Mm -hmm. Unless I ask for it. Again, I have to choose it. If, if. Yes. I actually feel sorry for every therapist I've ever had, because (laughs) if I come in and I'm like, I'm mad about this and I want it to change and they tell me how to change, unless I actually want to change it, like I actually want to do the work, no matter what they say, I'm like, it's not going to matter. Mm -mm. It's not going to matter. But then when I do want to change and they try and they're so used to soft pedaling it with me and I'm like, no, give me it. Give me for real. I'm ready. (laughs) Finally here. Tell me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, let's, let's go the dating coach route. Mm -hmm. Does, does Lauren or Kristen, how do they coach? How do, or do they? They are very good about guiding you and you don't realize it. So like. Kind of, you know, one of the things I talked to about was the approach that Kristen has that I like so much is she's not like, what do you want? Tell me your list. Okay, what are the no's? What are the this? She's like, tell me what you want your life to look like in 10 years and give me every detail. Like, what does a Saturday look like? She's guiding your brain to look at things in a very different way. And then she grabs things from that. And I think, I think though, as you get further into the coaching, And I'd have to ask her specifically that she's probably very good at people that need, you know, to kind of chase or do those things or people like me that need constant praise. Sorry to say it, but like, (laughs) yeah, I'm very motivated. And I'm because I have ADHD and the imposter syndrome is really, really hard and stuff like people don't understand, like in my brain. You could literally be standing there talking to me and saying, you are such an amazing person. My brain's going, not true. She's lying. This person is lying to you and it's not true. And it's like, it's not something that's ever going to go away, but I work very hard to not give that inner monologue a blow horn. (laughs) Um, But so it's hard because it's like, I do need fairly, fairly frequent (laughs) reminders that yes, I like you and you're great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I needed that. And so. Does that resonate at all, Hyde? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty traditional across ADHD. Though. It is. They said it's one of the bi- the main things. And there's another name mm-hmm. for it, though, not just imposter syndrome. What was the other one? Well, the rejection dysphoria. Is yeah. That rejection, rejection sensitive dysphoria. Oh, yeah. it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. 
It's it's a fabulous little ride. And I'm yeah. and I'm always so cautious. For everyone. I'm so cautious because like I even tell my my therapist that I'm like, I do not ever want to be one of those people that's like, well, I have ADHD, therefore this and this and this. It's very much something I don't want to do. It's not a pass, right? It's not. It's not a pass. But for me, it's more of that's why I do this. Oh, I'm understanding why my brain actually works the way that it does. And I think about it a lot with relationships because I'm like, why have I had so many unsuccessful relationships and so many of them? And I don't know why these people were attracted to me or vice versa. Like I've dated two MMA fighters. Why on earth was I dating an MMA fighter? I don't care about going to the gym. That's weird. And I've dated a natural bodybuilder. Like why on earth? Am I dating people that literally, and they're, I'm sorry, you can love MMA. That's great. The majority of them, all they do is go to the gym. They spend all of their money there. They have no other motivations besides it. It's just not the right path for me to be with someone. Yay for you. You do your thing. But it just wasn't. I think they were drawn to how positive and excited I was and they felt good about themselves. And then as soon as they were like, well, why aren't you in the gym with me? And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go to the gym for four hours a day. That's dumb. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, they would, they would get very frustrated because they're like, no, this is working for me. This is working for me. Therefore, it is working for you. And that's what I was kind of thinking about was I was like, I seem to have always dated the same kind of people it's not that they don't understand how I'm motivated or need to be loved. They don't have any desire to learn it and apply it. Hmm. They want to fix you too. Yes, I do. And they do. Like, even at my skinniest, like, I remember I was dating a guy and we were on vacation and he got up at like six o'clock in the morning and I had barely slept the night before I tossed and turned. I wasn't in my own bed. And so the next morning, like, I slept till like 930 and he was like visibly upset, like, why aren't you up? Why aren't you doing this? And I'm like, first off, I've never been a morning person ever. <laughs> That's never going to change. And he's like, well, I've already been exercising for two hours. And I'm like, I've been sleeping. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And he was so upset with me. And I'm like, why is this? And he did. He was like, well, I thought we'd be able to get up and go work out together. I'm like, when have you ever once seen me do that? If I exercise, <laughs> it's at 10 o'clock at night. I am not a morning exerciser. So, but just thinking back to it, that I'm like, why is it that I've always seemed to have these guys be so drawn to me because they see me in a certain way. And then when they find out I'm a little bit different or there's different sides to me, instead of being like, well, I love her and I want to get to know that side of her and understand how to love her better. They're all out. They're mm. like, peace, because I want to be able to love this person the way that I want to love them. So that's really mm. more of what it was, was it was a lot of self-reflection. And I was like, oh. Because it seems like there's two different ways. So let me ask you this. Yeah. You may prefer one type or the other, mm -hmm. but do you find that your life results are different with one style or the other? I'm thinking. Well, good. I don't know. So the guys that I've dated in the past, I have dated some guys that were overly sensitive and overly like, I want to do everything for you. Where it was like, okay, we got to have a little bit of a balance because it was just very spineless to me. And it was very, no, I did not like it. It was like the biggest turnoff ever. And they very much were like, I want to love you. But it wasn't like, I want to know how you are loved, but this is how I am. They're like, I will change everything about me to make you better kind of thing. And it was like, no, that's bad. Or 
the other guys that were attracted to me were these very different guys that were challenge motivated. And so I don't know that it necessarily made it better or worse with either of them. I mean, just in general, I guess, do you, you again, you, you have a preference, but mm-hmm. do you actually respond and, and have different results with one style or over the other? Maybe because I haven't met anyone who's willing to love me the way that I want to be loved while still staying themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the guys that. I mean, but but to get to that question, yeah. it sounds like it's too hard to determine. Whether I yeah, I don't know. One of the other is more effective. Yeah. Whether it's more palatable. Mm-hmm. Well, and like my relationships lasted longer with the guys that were more challenge motivated. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I was still attracted to them, even though it was frustrating and annoying, where the other guys that like changed everything, including themselves, to like try to make me feel better, I could not have been I was I became repulsed by them. So you actually do want someone that's kind of that self motivated go getter type, but that they the problem ends up being that they don't need to require that of you. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. Like, I will come. If you're athletic, that's great. I'll come to every sporting event you have. I will cheer for you. I'll meal prep for you. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> do not ask me to go running. Do not ask me to play a sport. Like, I shut down. It is not going to happen. Hmm. And people are like, oh, it's better if you keep trying. No, I've been trying for 43 years. I'm really bad at it, and I'm done. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm so uncoordinated and uncomfortable with it. Just please stop. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And maybe it's because one of the examples in my life, I did just realized this, is my sister and her husband who have been married for, I think it'll be 29 years this year. And he is very much kind of more the challenge motivated. And I wouldn't say she's more like me, but she's definitely more like me than the other way. But she like she's very good at balancing both but he has very much learned how to love her and appreciate her the way she needs to be and same with her like she does the same for him and so maybe that's what it is is that i'm looking for it. it's like i don't care how you want to be mo- motivated i will learn that i will do those things but you still need to be you where those other guys weren't them they mm. just were changing everything it sounds to me like you want a cheerleader, not a coach. You yeah. want someone to kind of prop you up and, and motivate you like to do things, but not in the, you're going to do it this way. And yeah. So that that honors your choice mm-hmm. and your buy-in, but it also gives you the, the courage, the, yeah. the motivation that you can do it kind of thing. Yes. The other thing I was thinking is I'm like, like I kind of want someone to be my rock. If that makes, like, that sounds so cheesy. Dwayne the Rock. Dwayne the Rock. He has gotten way too big. It's gross. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's losing his neck. He's just all turning into shoulder. Oh, Ears it's to shoulder. just, it's to the point where I'm like, you can't wipe your own butt anymore. Sorry to be graphic, but. <laughs> By the way, speaking. I learned from uh, natural bodybuilders. <laughs> speaking of overly muscled guys, um, Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. right? You've got a big old crush on Jason. Oh, he's lovely. I didn't know this, but I was channel flipping the other day on Pluto TV and there was a uh there's a Baywatch channel. Oh god. <laughs> Did you see when he was on it? He he, he came on the screen uh-huh. at the title sequence and it said Jason Momoa and I was like, 
wait a second. Mm-hmm. And he looked a lot less muscular. Now, he didn't look bad. Mm-hmm. He looked human muscular, yeah. not like what he is now where yeah. he looks drawn. But like, <laughs> I was very surprised. Uh-huh. I was like, you look like a little child. He very much had a swimmer's body, like very lean like that, but his face also looks super different. Like he totally just looked different. like a little boy. I yes. was not attracted to that at all. You're not attracted to little boys. No, weird, oh, okay. huh? Yeah, weird. Gosh, you're so picky. <laughs> anyway, side yeah. tangent on Jason Momoa. There. I do like Jason Momoa now, even though he has gotten a little big for my taste, but he's still not crazy. And I actually like him when he's not shredded. Like, I would like you to go eat some yummy food and get a little bit of a tummy. That sounds great. <laughs> Women love dad bods. I don't even want to hear do. it. They do. I love a little bit of a belly. It's... Yep. We love it. Yeah, I've been hovering on dad bod for <laughs> a couple yeah. years now. You yeah. know, it's just there's something very safe about it, too. Uh, so, you know, I'm addicted to TikTok. But there's all these guys who are out there like, I want to figure out the female gaze. G-A-Z-E. Um, not G-A-Y-F. Um, I'm like, you're not going to figure them out. Uh, And so one of the things he was showing his girlfriend pictures of celebrities and he shows her a picture of Chris Hemsworth, how he is right now. And he's like, what would you give him? She's like, like a four. What? I would probably too. He's gotten way too big. Really? Way too big. And he's not, he's not cute anymore. Like, no. Okay. And so it was like, it was like a four. And then she showed, well, she showed, he showed her Harry Styles, who, if you, the clothes he wears are driving me insane. But if you look at just his face, I'm like, oh, I get it with his face. And she was like, oh, he's like an eight. And he's like, you would take him over Chris Hemsworth. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. And every girl in the comments like, yeah, absolutely. And and then like Timothy Chalamet was one. I don't know him. I'll show you a picture. He is so skinny, though. It's a little uncomfortable but like he is very unique looking and it's cool and there was somebody else that he brought up though maybe the rock or something like that and it's funny because it's like men think that that's what women want and we don't even a little bit (laughs) so you know it's funny though because um i mean i don't want to get too tangential on this it's strange because they've got what is that show in vegas the thunder from down under oh yeah right where all the guys are jason momoa rich Uh right and that is a show that's been around for sure. a while. Yeah. So maybe there's, you know, gay guys that go to the show too and mm-hmm. support it. But there is a sense that the image is, this is the physical image of what women will willingly pay money to go see. You know what's funny is I actually don't think it's the bodies as much as it is the dancing and the interaction and the making women feel special, in my opinion. If I, I, I haven't gone, it, but if I were to go, it, I would only go with my friends who would go with me because we'd sit there giggling yes. the whole time. Yes. Not because we're like, oh, look at these bodies. Mm-hmm. We would just be laughing hysterically. Because it's hilarious. It is. The it idea is of these guys stripping and all that kind of stuff, it's just funny. It's it is. not. So you're saying, though, that if Thunder from Down Under was filled with a lot of dad bods doing the exact same thing, that you would actually be maybe even more uh, physically aroused by something would. like that. Okay, I'm going to say this. The the Chris Farley <laughs> um, yes, Chippendales skit. Yeah. skit. Uh-huh. 
I, I recently I saw it again and I was like, wow, he really could dance. He really could. Oh, yeah, he could. He could. And he was amazing. And I was more impressed with him. And I walked away from that going, I never gave him credit for what a good looking guy he was. Uh-huh. And who Patrick you Swayze, see? I remember seeing him again. And, and I remember as a kid, because again, he was, you know, for some star for people older than me. I remember mm-hmm. my older sisters being like, oh, he's so hot. And I mm-hmm. looked at him and I was like, no, no, that doesn't work. I would totally <laughs> take Miss Farley over him. So, so, and I'd get someone who could make me laugh. So yeah, be better. Okay. <laughs> the question was still more physical at this yeah, point. Yeah, but I'm saying so, Chris Farley doing the strip dance, more attractive than Thunder from Down Under. Than Thunder. Like, I would say if you're looking at that skit, if Patrick Swayze gained 20 pounds of fat, I would find him much more attractive. It's funny, though, because Mm -hmm. when you look at the images of married couples Mm -hmm. where you could say both of them are physically, the husband and wife are physically attractive, Mm -hmm. very few times is the image that's portrayed a dad bod with a supermodel or something like that. I don't know what feel- Utah it is. Huh? In Utah it is. I feel you like that's so? really Oh, I feel like it's really common here. Uh-huh. I feel like that the couples you see like that who who find each other both are very concerned with their physical appearance anyway. Correct. And they're going to fixate on it and because they fixate on their own, they're going to fixate on their partners. On their partners as well. As well. I think the I think the image from the guy side is that if you have the dad bod, if you're the less cut, mm-hmm. chiseled, athletic, whatever you want to call it, that you don't feel like you can even approach a certain type of girl. Sure. Because the mentality, you'd be wrong, but it is she's not looking for a guy like, like me. me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to open the door. Yeah. But you're saying go for it. Yeah. I'm saying if you're a guy and you're worried, go talk with her. Totally. And, and if in that 20 minutes of talking, you get her to laugh once, she's into you. Girls will not laugh at a guy they are absolutely unattracted to. Yeah. They will be really? like, no, I don't care how funny you think you are. Get out of my personal space. Or wow. confidence. Confidence mm-hmm. is so much more attractive than so any six dad pack Dad bod ever. with confidence. Absolutely. You could walk into a bar or wherever. Not a bar. <laughs> <laughs> but like we see but, men, say on the beach, who have a dad bod and they're taking care of their kids. And I'm telling you, women are looking at that like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, that is hot. <laughs> We're like, ooh, look at how we got the diaper ready all of a sudden. Like we, like seeing them step up and they don't even think about, they're not thinking about us. They're thinking about, like, how can I make sure that my family is taken care of? That's hot. That Mm. is hot. Interesting. Well, because I remember, and I'm just never going to be super skinny. Even when I was super skinny, like, it's just not going to happen again. Like, I want to be healthy, but that's just not going to happen. But I remember when I first moved to Utah and I was in the Parley's ward, the big mid-singles ward. Right. They had me help with, like, a linger longer. So they had food afterwards. And they were going to do cereal. And they had all these different kinds of cereal. And I was like, this is such a great idea. I cannot tell you, probably 75% of the guys that were there would not touch the cereal. And I kept hearing all of them, I don't eat sugar. No, I'm trying to cut. I'm trying to do this. And I was like, I cannot be less attracted to you. Eat a freaking bowl of cereal. I just hated it. And again, maybe it's PTSD from 
dating and let me tell you bodybuilders <laughs> natural bodybuilders to get that physique they are miserable to be around those last two weeks because they're not eating they're not the day of they don't drink any water nothing and Ugh. so they are miserable miserable <laughs> and i'm like and all they talk about is their food and all they talk about is their workouts and i'm like kill me kill me now i hate this so much <laughs> but so like you see this stuff like zach efron's even come out and talked about him and baywatch and people are like are you gonna get into that shape again and he's like absolutely never i hated it so much it's the worst i have been i was so miserable hmm. so it's really, it's very much what guys think women want. And we're like, you're just impressing other guys. <laughs> See, and here, here again, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to my own PTSD of the messaging that we got as teenagers. Because sure. this is where a lot of it came from. You could go into any store. You could go into a record store, Walmart, whatever, wherever they're selling posters. And there was no dad bods on any poster. Oh, sure. That was, in, in fact, every boy band. Mm -hmm. Look at how crazy sicko girls were getting for Michael Jackson, for crying oh, out loud. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The messaging that we got was never, dad bought is hot. Mm -hmm. Never. Never. At least when I was growing up. Yeah. The guys. Women don't get that women or mom bods are hot either. No, we don't. We definitely don't. But. Good husbands don't tell their wives, you're not hot. You've had a baby. I'm sorry. That's just gross now. See, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I, f I find Heidi hot. I don't mind saying that. As you should. On, on, you know, I don't, I don't think that guys, I guess guys can, right? Mm -hmm. I guess the same messaging can be said, right? Because all the, there's how many mom bods are on posters, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is you guys are putting forward a, a very, uh, strong message that dad bought <laughs> is the way to go. Absolutely. And yet I think we could say, and when Steve gets here, we can ask him. Sure. There seems to be very little evidence to support that. Oh, I will show you so much evidence. I'm not disagreeing yeah. well, with you. I know, I'm just but... saying the messaging is really hard based on all the evidence that we had kind of programmed into us. That's how it was. I think it, goes back to the confidence thing because you can't yes. have a dad bod and think that you look disgusting because it changes your posture it changes the way you act absolutely and that's not attractive mm -hmm. but before we met but mm -hmm. he was a mutual acquaintance of yours there was a guy who did the t-shirt company with uh sean he's kind of a oh. bigger guy okay i think i know who you're talking about if he hadn't been dating one of my friends he exuded a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. He probably weighed 250 pounds and he was not that tall. Mm -hmm. And yet, because he had that confidence, I was like, I would date him. It's too bad he's dating my friend. Sure. Hmm. Absolutely. Confidence is huge. Mm -hmm. Like, again, you weren't on TikTok. So it's been about six months. There's this guy named Kevin who does these funny videos. He is not an attractive guy. He has like buggy eyes and he's got a receding hairline and it's kind of like just sticks out everywhere. And you look at him and he looks like a used car salesman. But he did this video where he's like looking all shy and doing everything to the song. And then all of a sudden he looks at the camera and all of a sudden his entire demeanor changes and he is 100% confident. And you see in his eyes the change. Every guy I've shown this to, they're like, there was zero difference. And every woman I've showed it to was like, 
whoa, that was hot. <laughs> and it was like, why am I attracted to this very unattractive man? And it was. It was this confidence. It was, yeah, all right. Not cocky, confident. Okay. We'll have we should just have a whole episode about that. We basically did. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll wrap it back up to going back to our original thought. Yeah. Cuz we'll we'll bring this back up again with Steve when he gets here. But um just thinking about like so stop and think about like what is it that motivates you to be better at whatever or feel more loved and then figure out like what are the type of people that you're attracted to? How are they acting? What do they do? So like, I have a really close friend that you most of the time you see the challenge side is more masculine. The other side is more feminine. They are 100% different, where she is much more the masculine side. And he's very much a like, can you just give me a hug? <laughs> but he's not a wimp. He's just like, I just am a very sweet guy. But he's also, he's a little more challenge motivated, but he's got both. But it's just funny to see the girl be that side of it. So... I think that if I may add this last little bit, I think what we have found is the quality that motivates us both fairly equally, I would mm -hmm. say, is the idea that we feel a sense of freedom mm -hmm. to be who we are, who we want to be, and that we are loved for that. Um, yeah. That, that I, at some point, you kind of park the idea that you need to do this or that in order for them to be happy mm -hmm. and only go for that, right? Mm -hmm. Like make that your target. And for me, it's very much come to my understanding that the more I help her feel free and that I will love her in that freedom, in that free space to be herself, that's when things are better. And the opposite could be said for me is that if I can stop trying to be someone else in order to see if that makes her happy, you know, or whatever, that, that, that freedom to be me is part of what allows me to be confident. If that's the right way to phrase it using this to, for me to be confident and therefore our, both of our freedoms as individuals can be brought more fully to the relationship and then we are happier mm -hmm. and we can trust each other more than if that wasn't the case. So. I'm not saying this is a third motivation, but I think for us, I, I would frame it as um, whatever makes us feel the most free. Yeah. I would almost even look at it as safe. Like that's something okay. that I hear a lot where, and I realized that I'm like, that's kind of what I need. I need someone who's going to make me feel safe before I can let my guard down, before I can do certain things and let you into those things. I need to feel safe. And I mentioned that to a guy friend once and he was like, like, you think I'm going to physically hurt you? And that's where their brain instantly went. And I'm like, oh, it has nothing to do with physical anything. It was, I need to feel safe that you're not going to manipulate me or do any of those things. So like you said, like, you just need to be able to feel free to do that. I like that. Any other thoughts, Heidi? Uh, this is going to be funny because I am not the communicator in my relationship. Mm -hmm. But I would say that my only takeaway thought from this is if you find that you are with somebody where you like some most things about them, but you do struggle with that motivation factor or that um, feeling understood in love, that the best thing that you can do is talk to them and say, you 
present this way to me? Is that how I need to nurture you? Because that's usually what we do. We we love people the way we want to be loved. Yes. And until we hear otherwise, we're like, everybody's got to be loved this way because <laughs> it works so good for me. Yeah. So that would be my my takeaway thought from this is just communicate it and confirm with them that what you're getting is what they need. Yeah. Um, I will say there is a book that I highly recommend years and years ago. I had a therapist um, who is amazing in Colorado, and she does not like self-help books at all. She's very against them, in fact. And she said, there's only one book that I've ever found that actually helped. And it's called His Needs, Her Needs. I cannot remember who does it. And it's for married couples. It's called How to Affair Proof Your Marriage. But she's like, you can do this for dating. You can do this for this. But she says she remembers sitting there. And she's already been married like 17 years at this point. And she said she was laying in bed reading it. And it was talking about like, what does he need to feel loved? And she was, it was giving examples. And so she's just randomly reading off stuff to her husband. And she's like, is that something you need? And he's like, oh yeah, that would make me feel amazing. Just things that she's like, I never would have even thought of this. So hmm. I highly recommend everyone go read His Needs, Her Needs. I'm not getting any kickback for that. <laughs> Just go get it. Cool. <laughs> All right. That is the end of this episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any ideas for topics, always let me know at barbiedoesdating at gmail.com and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>